There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning, Sine. Good morning. Wow, so formal. <laughs> Hello. This isn't my first question. This is my original question, but something I saw on Twitter. Okay. So the plot of season two of The Bear, which you probably know if you've listened to this podcast by now, is that the Italian beef restaurant from the first season closes down and they're reopening it as a fine dining Michelin star aspirational sort of place. How would you feel if your local sandwich joint closed down so and mad. tried to re... You'd be mad, wouldn't you? I would be the most mad anyone has ever been mad, especially if they were someone that I frequented locally and had like a set order, right? Yeah. They could get me back on side by when I came, making me the little sandwich. Yeah, and they've got the, the thing at the back doing during yeah. the day, doing day service. That's okay. That's fine. But it feels weird, doesn't it? It does feel Classic Kami. Classic Kami. It's all about him, isn't it? It is. Mm. Let's get into it. Hello there, cousins. My name is Lonnie. Her name is Sine. We are here to talk about The Bear, one of the huge surprises of 2022. This show came out of nowhere, really, at least in our little Australian point of view. Blew us away. We loved it. I'm just maybe people overseas were excited by it, but it sort of came from sure. nowhere, and all of a sudden people were talking about it, like, okay, let's watch this bear show, and it blew us away. Season two has come fairly quickly, and I appreciate that in the show, don't you, Sine? I do. Not waiting for like three years for another season. Wasn't this shot Look, like made, written, shot, and edited and out in six months? Something like that, yeah. Wow. Something like Stranger Things, they they break for like four years between seasons, which they is did. a problem because they're filming kids, so it's like anyway. Yeah, those kids are all middle aged now. Anyway, um, season two picks up where season one left off and takes it in a very interesting direction, I think. It's a real, real, um, let's, let's work on a project together season. <laughs> and it goes down some different, different pathways, has some character, like hero episodes where they are um, focusing on one character, which mm-hmm. I thought was interesting. And then we all come together for, for an end. Which really left with a gut punch, didn't it, Sine? Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into the new characters. Just overall, though, I think this was an amazing season. And I feel like like this show, it's kind of comedy, kind of drama. It's kind of picking up in the space where, like, that prestige TV, mm-hmm. other shows have finished recently. It's interesting this is sort of, you know, you've got these tortured male protagonist which we've seen so many times with prestige tv shows but just after succession and barry are finished this is mm. taking on the, off the mantle mm-hmm. but there are some episodes of this season which i think rank very highly in terms of tv and there's like three of them in one season of the, of one show yeah I think that's amazing i think i enjoyed this season more than last season and i think that's because we got to really get in depth mm. 
with the relationships between characters, with the familial relationships and like what makes them operate, giving a little bit of context to them. Yeah, this season really spoke to me a lot more than the first season and I still liked the first season, but this has so many standout moments that it's really hard yeah. to like I'm worried what they're going to do for season three to be <laughs> honest I'm like can you top this as a season of tv like it's pretty perfect yeah I think there's more focus in this season yeah but the first season was chaotic because that was the thing he's walked yes. into this chaos yes. and he's trying to make something out of it yeah um and you're right now we know the characters we can we can dive in deeper and mm. and really interrogate them mm-hmm. um the three episodes I liked the most which I think stand head and shoulders um above what was a really good first season and stand pretty closely to other good good um episodes of television yeah. was fishes obviously the, the christmas episode um which is just basically one anxiety nightmare that we've yep we've all been through we've all sat through christmas dinners that are that that terrible um forks which was came after that and i think that was something special yeah. And the last episode as well, um, which you know, I, I don't know if I can watch it again. It was too, too disturbed, so, which you have, uh, I think. Yeah, you? I watched it again because it, we yeah. were like, well, we were in such an anxiety, like, oh, my God, what's going on? He's in the freezer that yeah. I needed. I don't think I took in, like, a lot of stuff that happened. And <laughs> I rewatched it with subtitles on and I caught some things that I missed the first time, mm. which was good. And I was able to process it a bit more having seen it the second time um okay so yeah i'm thinking of rewatching the season but i don't know if i can watch the christmas episode again that for <laughs> me was yeah nah right so can you give us a broad overview of the season two plot today what's happening well i think you said it they're they're getting their restaurant ready for to be a fine dining restaurant right i that, that's true and they have to borrow a lot of money to do that and they're racing mm-hmm. against the clock Mm-hmm. They're racing against the bureaucracy that's involved. And like I think it's good there are lots of checks and balances in opening a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't want people to be you know, making food and giving it to people if, if they're not you know, rigid behind you know, all the paperwork is involved. It did seem pretty extensive, though, didn't it? And maybe it's a bit um, exaggerated for a comedic effect, but all the forms and whatever they had to do to get this going... I think we were just annoyed because we were on their side and we're like, oh, another thing they have to do now? Why do you have to get this check if you've already been cleared by these people? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. As well as the refitting the whole restaurant, that mm-hmm. was um, a lot of fun and lots of lots of comedic moments involved in that. Yeah. And it was good to see them like they were sort of at each other's throats a lot for the first season. Mm-hmm. And they are to a certain degree, but they're kind of all on the mission. Can't we got them all, you know, directed the right way? So that was a bit nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, shall we talk about the characters today? Kami. Kami. Old blue eyes, as I call him. You've never said that before in your life, but yeah. What do you think of Kami this season? He's a bit of a terrible bloke, what a waste, isn't he? He can have both. He took the wrong lesson in the end where he only needed one or the other. I think he can have yeah. both. He just needs to balance it a bit more and... But he is sort of an all or nothing sort of guy, isn't he? He can't really yeah. commit to something without putting his all into it. And so that means that he has to choose. He's hyper focused, yeah. isn't he? And he's sort of, he's found himself in a situation where I don't think he 
wanted to be, but he's brought into it because of family circumstances. And he's trying to make something of his life and with these people, and I think he loves them and wants to do something good with them, but he's got personality force, hasn't he? Like we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, the Kami Sid situation, Sine. What do you think's going on there? I, I kind of feel like they love each other so much they can never be together. Yeah, I don't see a future where they're together, to be no, honest. They, they, I think their their connection is deeper than romantic, almost. They're just on Does the same sense? wavelength. They share a little brain. Yeah. Yeah. But I think maybe that means they can't even be friends in the future. Like, I don't know if they, that works. That... Yeah, interesting, because they're too similar. Maybe, yeah. Mm. Well, I think they want too much of each other without really being able to express that. Wow. And she gets jealous when he's got to get a, a girlfriend. Was she jealous of that, though, or was she jealous of the fact that she was on this path and needed Kami, mm. needed his time more than needed him as a person, and he wasn't... Like, was, he, was she annoyed at Claire for taking him away? Let me restate this. I think she was more annoyed at him for getting distracted and having something that's yeah. occupying his time and focus and attention rather than a romantic interest that's in opposition to her, if that makes sense. I feel you. I think it's the diversion of his attention that's most yeah. annoying. Yeah. However, I think as a part of it is like, oh, he's a special person. Even not in a romantic, I don't think she wants Kami romantically, but it's like yeah, we have this plan, we're going to be in each other's lives, we're going to do this, we're partners, but... You know, there's someone else around. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel like, why can't Kami have a girlfriend and, and split his time? The flaw there is that he's not doing it very well. But also you can kind of see there's a, a problem in their relationship in terms of partner, partnering up for this restaurant. Is that It's his restaurant. He's ultimately the guy in charge. Mm-hmm. Yet she feels like she needs to be consulted and everything. And I think that's fair enough. She's giving up so much to do that. But it's kind of like, you know, we're equal, but some of us are more equal than others in this scenario, be given it's my restaurant and my brother who who died and left it to me. It's yeah. my plan to make it better. But they agree to do it together, though. They agree to do it as a joint thing. Yeah, that, I think that's why it's so, so, um, so compelling is that they're both kind of right and both kind of wrong when they're upset with each other. Mm. I don't know. I'm team Sid. I think she's right about everything. Yeah, I, <laughs> me too. And I think ultimately, like, yeah, she does. She's got a very good claim to be upset about things that happen. But also, like, is she more of an employee who's been, like, given the job to do this stuff? Or are they in it together 100% as partners? In it together, 100% partners. That's what they agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think Kami thinks that. But I think it's also part of him. It's like, but it is my restaurant. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's not wrong in that sense, but also if you're agreeing to do it in a partnership, you have to go in that fully. Yeah. That's where I think the, that's where the compelling bit in his, his dramatic arc sort of sort of falls on. Mm. What do you think of Cousin? I liked him more in this season. Yeah. I particularly liked the episode you mentioned, which was Forks. Forks, yeah. Beautiful little scene with Olivia Coleman. Mm. Um. Which just, it's crazy now because everyone loves this show so much. It seems like everyone <laughs> has called up their agent and is like, just get me yeah. anything that you can on the show. 
because she, she never comes back. It's just that one little beautiful scene. Yeah. Um, and listen, when he gets his act together, he can do some good things. And I'm pleased to see him fulfilling his potential. It's interesting you say that because I've seen some comments online about people who are watching the first season for the first time. Right. And they're saying things like, this Richie cousin guy is so terrible. How can anyone yes. like him? Because obviously they've seen a bit of the commentary about him being a good character later on. And I agree, he was terrible in the first season. I hated um, him so much. But that's that's where the story has taken us. Mm. I I think, Sine, I liked his arc this season. I loved it, really, about finding his purpose. Mm. I don't know if I needed a scene of him literally asking, what's my purpose in the first episode? Yeah, I don't know if I needed that either. <laughs> Felt a little bit on the nose, that bit. Yeah, I agree. But, but, I mean, he's that sort of guy who maybe he doesn't do things in half measures. He just has to, like, mope around and ask people what his purpose is in a really awkward way. Yeah, I guess. Before he gets it. You could yeah. explain it that way, yeah. No, but it was a bit on the nose, that little bit. But you, you you can forgive that. What do you think of Sugar, the sister? Also like her a lot more in this season. I mm. wasn't sure about her in the first season from memory, but I think she... like this... She was a bit more of an antagonist, I think, in the first season. Or not an antagonist, but like well, she was... an oppositional force against Kami. Yeah, she wasn't really given much to do. She was sort of just moped around and was like, you know, I'm in this too and I'm trying to get you to get your act together as well, whereas... Mm. Exactly. You know, this season really lets those relationships breathe a little bit more. Yeah, I thought she had a lot to, a lot of emotional um, baggage that she was dealing with that we saw and we could finally yeah saw that in the in the Christmas flashback with the mum yeah um and that does give maybe explain a bit more about her her character that we saw in the first season. Um, I liked her as the, as you know she's working. Obviously, she got a lot of things pulling her back from her childhood and from the, the mum, but she still is like the de facto mum of this family or this restaurant family. I love her relationship with um, Neil Fack, is Maddie Matheson. Sweetie. Always calling him sweetie. Honey. honey. <laughs> we can't do that, honey. I can't really work out why she's so nice to him, but I'm guessing is that the idea is that she was maybe a bit older than, than him and he was like a childhood friend and... Maybe she was always nice to him because he was a little boy hanging around and then that's carried on to their adult relationships? Or I think a couple of things. I think, firstly, it's just funny that she has this one guy who she loves. Who she's so mean to everyone else. Everyone else so, like especially in, to Cousin, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even though um, Neil, like, stuffs things up, she, she responds differently to him. But yeah. I also kind of think um, she knows Neil likes her. Like, maybe it was the thing where, like, he always asked her out when they were kids or whatever and... She said no, mm. but you know, soft thinks spot of him, for him as basically. yeah, has a soft spot yeah. for him. Um, we spoke about this in the first season, but so Maddie Matheson, who plays Neil, he's an executive producer on the show, and um, he's a chef. He has a YouTube channel mm-hmm. now, which is Pure Chaos. If you would like to go and visit that, <laughs> um, but his background was in fine dining, like the very intense, like the equivalent of what Kami's New York place was, that sort of mm. environment. And um, he's been quite outspoken about, you know, how that's not a good way to run a restaurant. Um, and I just really... He had some more troubles, didn't he, in, in that world? Yeah, and I just love that do. he, um, you know, has... They've been able to consult with people who have gone through similar experiences. And, and I think that shows in 
how stories play out. And I even think it shows in like the bureaucracy of stuff, like um, mm. things that you wouldn't think of that they keep quite realistic about having to get, you know, a few different people to test the fire system or whatever yeah. they have to do to get the gas hooked up. And um, I think things that maybe another show would have just hand waved away, this show actually integrates those things into the narrative and decides to, well, no, let's make this an, a thing that they have to do then. It's not just like something that happens off screen or that needs to be sorted. Absolutely. The, the journey is sorting that out, you know. It feels authentic and mm. not that I know exactly the ins and outs of running a restaurant yeah, or putting together yeah. a restaurant. It, it does feel like it's coming from a place of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Um, and and he was, like Fak was a bit more of a um, annoyance in the first season, but mm-hmm. he comes into his own now he's finally accepted by everyone else in the restaurant and mm-hmm. I think that works really well. Are there police coming to get you? Yes. <laughs> they heard me say that thing about purpose and they thought it was actually a good part of the first episode right so. yeah <laughs> um rounding out the the cast um marcus the the pastry chef he gets his own special episode over in um copenhagen yeah i didn't with with will Poulter. yeah with will Poulter. i didn't love that episode as much well i liked the invisible cat I think I didn't like it as much because I was like, oh, let's just get back to the restaurant. Like, I just want to know what's going on with them. I don't know. Like, it was a good episode. It just, for me, didn't really, like, capture me. I think it worked better once we realised there were some episodes that were going to be um, sort of diversions from the main plot to, like, flesh out characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the first one, it felt like, at least. And it was like, oh, this is kind of, where's the rest of the story happening? But then I realised, oh... It's a sort of the totality of the Caesar Tongue story and, and sometimes we're going to focus on certain characters. Will Poulter apparently was someone who rang up his agent and said, I'll do anything to get on that show. <laughs> so that's good. There you go, yeah. <laughs> and I thought he was fun. I, I, like, I liked all that stuff, but it did feel a little bit like, where's where's the rest of the show happening? Why, why are we just doing this stuff now? Yeah. Marcus's arc with his mum is quite sad too, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, what do you think of Tina this season? Good. Comes in to being a bit more of a mother figure for Kami, which is nice because we've got that juxtaposed mm. by Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. Mm. Um, yeah, I love Tina. I loved the little, can I have a knife? And he gives her a chef's knife and she says, I need to give it to you back. And he says, I don't remember asking for it back, chef. Yeah. Oh, I love that little moment. That was beautiful. I like the contrast between her and Abraham. They're both given the opportunity to go to the culinary yes. school mm-hmm. and she takes it up and they're both a bit older and they've they've been working in this field for a long time and it's both tough for them. She she thrives eventually and she finds new friends and even though you know, she's older and, and, and working with, and studying with people who are younger, Ibrahim, it doesn't work out for him. And I thought that was interesting in the show. Like, I don't think it was saying either one of them was, was right or mm. like one was good and one was bad for that, that experience. Mm-hmm. And he he still works out, and he's still able to work in the. He's going to take up the the sandwich shop side of the the business during the day, so it's, it's all worked out okay in the end. Yeah. But I thought that was quite interesting story, and it was a something you wouldn't necessarily see someone fails that, but then still, it's part of the team. Yeah, it was a nice statement on you know formal education isn't the only way to be good mm-hmm. at something to learn how to do something, and there are different paths for different people. So. Yeah, absolutely, and. 
um, he tried his best. It doesn't always work out. That's fine. I yeah. think that was a, actually a good lesson to have. It wasn't mm. often it's all about people who succeed. That's the lesson we see in film and TV, that that's the point of everything is that never give up and then you, you'll finally win. But for him, it was like, no, I've got other stuff going on and this is, what, this is what's going to work out well for me. Mm. I've always liked Oliver Platt, one of the great character mm. actors. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Jimmy. Um, he's given a bit more to do in this season. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think was good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. More room again for the characters to breathe. Um, I think in the first season we very much see him as a one-dimensional antagonist and in this mm. season it's very much like we see him, I think actually in the Christmas episode that was good to see him with the family and like set up that dynamic as, oh, he's the uncle so he's been to all these Christmases and birthdays and they do have this long-standing relationship and he mm. can not be an asshole sometimes, you know. Um, yeah, I liked that. And I think that, that's something I think the season tells us is that, like the the absence of John Bernthal as Mikey, the brother who committed suicide and, and brought coming back into this world, that has a huge impact on everything that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the actions in the first season are, are still like they're still dealing with the trauma, and they're still dealing with the trauma in season two as well. And so that can maybe explain some of that that standoffishness in that first season, but they're sort of more on, on track in season two. I liked how um, Natalie McSugar plays him as well at certain points. Is mm-hmm. sort of plays on his 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 intelligence and she's you know, playing up to that sort of side of him. Very interesting, fun. Given he's someone who's like, he's a bit shady, he seems to be able to get what he wants, but then is sort of taken mm-hmm. in by her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whether he's doing that knowingly or whether he is totally fooled by her, I don't know. I thought though. he was sort of fooled, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Should we talk about Claire, the best part of season two? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that no, I she's... the best part, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, got a lot of hate online today. Why? People are saying that she... Well, people are uh, against her acting and her ability, that side, I think is a bit what? unfounded. <laughs> I thought okay. she was great. Yeah. Uh, I think some people might be like in love with Kami and don't like someone else coming in there hmm. and I think there are some people who like the idea of Kami and Sid so you know she's an antagonist to that sort of relationship but there's also been some um, criticism of her writing so she's a bit of a, a little bit of a manic pixie dream girl-esque sort of thing she just walks into his life and makes things better yes. and loves him sort of out of nowhere even though they do try and build up, they do, you know, to a certain degree, build up that there was a, a previous childhood friendship and crush between these two people. Um, I've seen some criticism too also, like, she's a doctor and she seems to be able to manage her time. Like, he's an emergency doctor too. Yeah. Better than him who's running a restaurant. But and that's maybe the that's point, kind of the it? point, I think. Yeah, exactly. The point is... All he had to do was have one conversation with her and say, yeah. I really like you. I think you're really great. I have a lot going on at the minute with getting this restaurant off the ground. So I'm going to be a little bit absent, more absent than mm. I would like to be. But once I get this off the ground, I'm you know, excited to continue exploring whatever this is. That's all he had to say. And yeah, I thought the dramatic irony was he can't, right? So yeah, I, I saw all that as the point rather than an error. Um, yeah, and some people are like, oh, she always has time to go call him when she's a doctor and stuff. I'm like, she has a break. The doctors, they have breaks, right? Like, I don't think she's like 
leaving halfway through a surgery or halfway through someone coming in from the ambulance. And yeah, she's not like, hang on, I need to call my boyfriend, guys. Just yeah. patch up the bleeding here. <laughs> but I, I think there maybe is something to the idea that she's a little bit of an unbelievable character and is like yeah. the perfect girl for Kami. But I think also the, the show is like fr- she is framed around his point of view, you know, so I th- that's, that's part of it, I little think. Yeah, little what I was going to say is like I, I think that's, again, sort of the point. Like he sees her as this person that can fix everything and now she's mm. in his life. That's the thing that's been missing from his life and he's going to just keep her because it's so wonderful and he can't believe he's been missing out on this sort of stuff. And then he realises, oh, this is the reality of what I've been missing out on. She's distracted me mm. from my actual dream. Um, not her fault, but, you know, through my perception of You're her, right. that's what happened. That's how I interpreted that. But, yeah, I get people saying that. But, again, I think it's the point. It's how he sees her. So that's how she is. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, I think I liked her as a character. I think... She was a good foil to him and, like, she showed him another side of what life could be. It's not all about being in a restaurant 24 hours a day. You can go to a party. You can have, like, other interests and you can talk about your feelings and stuff, which he has so much trouble doing. Yeah. Um, But I I agree with maybe that her character could have been fleshed out a bit more. Do you think also that people struggle with... I'm thinking of narrative devices in creative writing where you have like close third person, right? So mm. it is from their perspective, but you are pulled back. And I think that's mm-hmm. maybe harder to translate onto film. Um, people think unless it's a POV shot, it's all just happening rather than yeah. us being really, we're really close to Kami. We're on Kami's shoulder throughout this whole thing and Sid's shoulder for certain things. Mm. And so everything that we see is through his eyes or his perception of it rather than like I think I think there's a, a a barrier there for viewers where they interpret what they're seeing as, you know, this all-knowing, ever-seeing, third-person, way back, let's see the whole play be constructed perspective rather than mm-hmm. this is written in this way because this is how the protagonist is experiencing it. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's – I don't think it's quite as bad as this, but I haven't seen it, like, really – to this extent. But you remember like back in the Breaking Bad days yes, where everyone's on Walt's side mm-hmm. and hates Skylar because she's the sort of one saying, hey, maybe don't. It's another thing I was going to raise. Cook. Is this just misogyny? <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. She's taking him away from 
run yeah. the restaurant, which we is our point of watching the show, and we we're on his side getting that ready, and so yeah. she's awful bitch sort of thing. I think that could be part of the criticism, potentially. Yeah, for sure. But you know what? You don't have to like every character, so... That's fine. That's fine. But also, I think she was good. Can I give a little shout-out to Gillian Jacobs, who plays mm-hmm. Richie's ex-wife? She was in season one briefly, but... Um, I really particularly liked her in the Christmas episode. I thought that was really beautiful, being able to see the perspective of her and Richie being in love and she's pregnant with the kid, you know, like Mm -hmm. a way, a direction his life could have gone. And interesting because we don't see the dissolution of that relationship. We just see how it was. Um, And it's kind of, I don't know, in those moments you're like, it's how did they fall so far apart from each other? Like, this is just... Right. They, they're so, perfect. So sad to see. Yeah. So sad. And it explains so much about his character. Yeah. I, I, I just that... thought she was really beautiful. I loved the chemistry mm-hmm. they had together. I felt all of it. Like, it was really, mm-hmm. really well done. And she has one of the many Taylor Swift references in the show. She's <laughs> wearing a Taylor Swift t-shirt, jumper, uh-huh. at the dinner, uh-huh. yes. And Richie even sings along to Taylor Swift in his car, which is another little bookend. You know, maybe he mm-hmm. can't and quite his let daughter. his wife go and the wife, the daughter wants to go to the concert. Yeah. Like it's all, I liked that as a Swifty. I didn't <laughs> mind having all those moments in there. <laughs> I um, I liked a, having her. Yeah. I liked having Joel McHale as sort of a community reference. And yes. Gillian is also um, in a, a relationship with the Christopher Storer, who's the creator of The Bear. Oh, okay. So we'll leave yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, to, to see that, you don't have to see a dissolution, but you can see the effect of the dissolution of their yes. relationship and how that's impacted them both. I think they handled that really well. I don't know. Mm. I just I just loved the... it. it a poorer show could have had the final episode of the Christmas thing being them having a massive fight and him storming out, you know? I like that mm. they left that. I like that they pulled it back and were like, you can imagine what happens, like, We've all well, been yeah, through relationships that have ended, so we can make, you know, assumptions of how this this played out. Well, we know what Richie's like as a person, so well, we can yeah. definitely see why exactly. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. No, that was a that was really good and 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 putting those really tender scenes in amongst the Christmas chaos was a good choice. Should we talk about that, that episode a little bit more? Um Look, we can try, but we can stop whenever we need to. <laughs> Take a break. One thing I really liked was the opening of the episode being Sugar's done something wrong. Sugar asked her mother how she was, which we're like, that's ridiculous that she's getting into trouble this. All she did was ask how she was, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're totally on her side. Think everyone's overreacting completely. Yeah. And then that's just so beautifully juxtaposed. So the whole episode is... A very tense dinner preparation with a matriarch figure who is an alcoholic, who is Mm -hmm. abusive, who is manipulative, who is narcissistic, and who can't be there for her children. And the end of the episode where they finally get her to cooperate, they finally get her like on board and settled and managed... And then Sugar goes, 
are you okay or something in that moment yeah. i've never hated sugar more i was like what are you doing you just got her here and oh, you no. could totally feel that that little, little shift yeah, yeah in how that that plays out um really beautifully structured episode i also love that you know kami's been away he's been off at chef school he mm -hmm. people are resentful of that because they think he's too good for them um or think that he thinks he's too good for them rather so there's that dynamic set up ready to go it's really nice seeing um uh john bernthal back as mm. as mikey the cousin who died like uh, mm -hmm. it's great seeing him in flashbacks and i think um he's a big enough actor now where he could have chosen not to take that role because it's such a small role but i, I like the fact that he did and he's coming back to us in flashbacks i think that's really strong and just like you said, like the chaos of that episode is just, we've all been in that situation. <laughs> we've all had family events that are dysfunctional and don't go according to plan. Um, and to just end it on that final thing of, of Jamie Lee Curtis, by the way, amazing actor. I saw some people say they, they loved her first appearance but didn't love her second. And so I was on the lookout for what that was. And of course, in the final episode, mm -hmm. She turns up at the restaurant and is unable to go inside um, and asks Sugar's partner for permission to leave, which that's mm. going to come back and bite you, bud. You should have mm -hmm. been honest with Sugar in that moment because that's not going to end well for anybody. Um, I, I agree with what they were saying. Like that bit was a little bit on the nose and it was very like, let's just say the subtext, you know, situation. But in the Christmas episode, ending it with her plowing a car through the house because she's so drunk and so anxious and like completely off kilter was mm. just like an incredible piece of television and i think it's probably going to go down as one of the best pieces of tv ever made like i just thought it was brilliant i know dropping a christmas episode halfway through a season yeah you know <laughs> that's not, not like normally they, they wait and do that around mm -hmm. christmas you know yeah yep. like i just thought um, yeah really great no you, you've summed it up well and I think the other key to that episode is, like, mm. it is pretty much chaos from you know, minute one oh, yeah. onwards. But it's interspersed. There are some comedic moments, like, facts there trying to, like, get money off yes. people. And he, Baseball and John, cards. Yeah, John Mulaney's there doing, <laughs> and he's, like, sort of teasing them and, and stuff. Like, yeah, there's enough moments there where you can um, breathe. Yeah. Um, there's the... The end scene with the forks with Bob Bob Odenkirk, who we all know and love. Yes. Like he's quite quite a well liked person, I mm -hmm. think these days. Always has been, but like especially these days after success of you know, Better Call Saul and whatnot. Mm. The women, for example, and he comes in and he's an ab playing an absolute dickhead, and I was so angry with him. Yeah, <laughs> the whole episode, <laughs> so sort of creepy and shady, you know. Yeah. Sarah Paulson is also great in that episode. The There's a bunch of actors who are obviously like get me on this show, and I liked Bob's. Yeah dynamic he wasn't trying to play a likable character he was mm -hmm. what i liked about the the final conflict was like mm. throwing forks at him yeah it wasn't like you know i'm gonna stab you it wasn't like i'm gonna come and shoot you or something it was so simple it was just throwing a fork there's but the, like that yeah. made it way worse didn't it because there's the it was hint such of a... danger hey like the hint of oh if the tires yeah. get stuck in your head or whatever but it's just the the sort of childish Juvenile nature yeah, yeah totally completely mm. 
Yeah, but and so then good. Sarah Paulson is like a cousin to a real cousin, I think. To, yes. <laughs> to Kami, and she sees him. He's got so much potential. Yes. And he's just being dragged down by his family, and she's like, "You yeah. come stay with me." In New York. So you can sort of see yeah. how he how he does escape. Yes. That, but then has to come back to it against his probably better judgment, unfortunately. But he has to because it's his family. Yeah, great episode. Not one I, I don't know if I can go back and watch it. It's not yeah. necessarily going to be like Christmas, one year run, you get the family around <laughs> and watch it on Christmas Eve. No, not really that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Very good though. brilliant episode. And then the final episode for me, they were the two main. I, I loved, sorry, I love the Forks episode with um, uh, Olivia Coleman and Richie when he yeah. learns how to be a good cook, basically. Yeah, I've got a question about that for you, Sine. Yeah. This is Richie's here episode. He is sent to go work at a the fanciest restaurant in America. Yeah. Or Chicago. I think America. And he's sent there to sort of just learn the ropes a bit and bring that skills and experiences back to the bear when it's opening mm-hmm. soon. I've seen some people online mm-hmm. have a theory about that episode is that Richie actually spent all week just doing the forks, polishing forks all week, and that his other experiences, getting to know the other restaurant, getting to know the maitre d', learning how to run the expo machine thing, um, and then his his final conversation with Chef Terry, who's played by Olivia Coleman, mm-hmm. was all in his head. No. I, I don't think there's much evidence to that, and I think the show isn't saying that, but I think... The one one thing is like he's just given free reign to run around this restaurant and do what he wants That's after just a certain dramatic period. liberty. And I think he's put there by Kami, and he is. Kami calls up I think, a favor. That's set up. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. And Kami does, you know, they, they does have the reveal that Kami says he's got so much potential, and yes, he believes in him, which is all Richie needed to hear, really. Yeah, yes. no, you guys are wrong. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Again, it was just one person's theory online, and I think you could like there's a there's a small argument yeah. to be made, but I don't think it's actually what's happening. And I all. also just don't think that this is that show. No, the only thing about that episode, when it starts out, he's walking through the empty restaurant. It feels like he's sort of going into an, you know, down the rabbit hole sort of thing. But I think that was just showing us the sort of. But isn't that what it's? Know, yeah, what it's the like. point of those yeah. restaurants are over the top. Yeah. You know? No, I, th- I think it. I think it all happened. He had the world opened up to him through that experience. Yeah, no, I, I think. Which is happened. the point? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway. So shall we go to the end? Sine? Yes, final. I, episode. I think. I think they maybe should have not done a full seating for their first go. Maybe half. The it's, restaurant should have been open. But it's friends and family, so you'd have to. What your mom can come, but not your dad, sort of thing, like. They can't. No, that's what I mean. Just invite 10 people and then just do it at a smaller scale because they went too hard too but, early. But they need to because they're not going to be operating a restaurant on a smaller scale. They need to be able to do it. Yeah, I think do that on his third go or something. Oh, have like multiple Yeah, <laughs> have like a openings. week of, yeah. <laughs> that's not how they it went works, too hard. Lon. <laughs> that's no, not they, how they it went works. Too hard. Dress rehearsal and tech run and friends and family night for a theatre show, but you only... Do half the no, show. Well, you do rehearsals for like months and months. I don't think they did that. I think they went too early. Yeah. I didn't know that the, the cook was on meth until that night, okay? Maybe he didn't take meth until that night. <laughs> when Mark's like, I think I gotta fire you. I love Let that. me check. Let me check. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, go check. 
That was really no, good. No, I, I think they put too much pressure on themselves, I'm getting at. I think you're missing the fact that that's what they need to do and there is no other option. This is what happens in this situation. I'm thinking that he wouldn't have got stuck in the fridge. Well. Not for that. Yeah. What a, wow, what a sequence. So, yeah, so do you think do you think that was a bit too convenient that he happens to say all the things that are mean about Claire, which yes. happens to be outside? Yes. But is that the point? You says, you, special disbelief for that bit, I think. We forgive this show because it's so good. I think other shows we might be harder on, but what yeah, you do? whatever. Anyway, mm, um, so re-watching it, I picked up on one little thing, which is that um, Sid, right before Carmen gets locked in the freezer... Sid says she's really drowning here at the minute. Can we can we swap for a bit? Like, can we swap mm. um, roles, responsibilities? And Kami says no, right before he gets stuck in the freezer, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really great thing because this whole season has been Sid covering for him and doing his work, and she's asking for one tiny little thing in return, and he can't give her that, and faces the consequences of that pretty pretty immediately. Um, I love his final test, sort of. That thing. was his final yeah, test, he and he failed. Yeah. Mm. And I loved that, um, you know, Richie really stepped up. The The fight between them through the door was a little bit manufactured, I thought. Like, all of a sudden he's accusing Richie of, like, leeching off the family and not being a real part of the family and whatever mm. and being jealous of them or whatever. I don't know. I don't know if I completely bought that. But um, I, I see where you're coming from, but I think maybe he was like a, like a corn animal in that bit. He had yeah, to, yeah, totally, totally. Lashing out. I understand why it was there. The fact that he... And Richie's saying, I love you, I love you. You're just yeah. like your mum, but I love you. Like, yeah, oh, my God. I know. Yeah. Um, but I love that Richie stepped up. You know, he's like, I can do this if you believe in me, no. Sid. And, and she took the chance and it, it worked out, you know, like. Right. And we're like, they're cheering for him after hating him for know. so long the first season. Well, he gets his act together. He cleans himself up, you know. He wears a suit. He wears the suit. Makes he looks sharp. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The moment with the banana beautiful to the uncle because it's a callback to the christmas episode about you can never just get a simple chocolate covered banana these days in restaurants mm. i loved the callback to sid's dad with the alcoholism and they had a whole soda cart um <laughs> i loved when neil had to be uh the waiter and he was freaking out and richie said you can do this i love you i believe in you because um, right, he's got so much confidence when he's like yeah. Hanging around the back doing the mm-hmm. handyman stuff and then he's sort of thrust into a role where he's not so sure. And the both of them it just shows been... you that everyone's got issues, you know? Yeah. yeah, the both of them have been at each other's throats the whole season as well <laughs> about everything to do with the renovations and so that was beautiful. Um, I loved the cut to Neil just having his face in a bouquet of flowers for no reason. Like, <laughs> that was gorgeous. And we should say a lot of this was done in one, one take. Like, it's one continuous mm. shot moving through the kitchen mm-hmm. out into the dining area following sugar around who's trying to manage but also trying to enjoy the night um like it was just beautifully directed it's a devastating episode really because it proves that they ultimately don't need kami and he knows that well that's it yeah and so now what can he can he stay around after screwing up so badly like how many times can you screw up and apologize to these people yeah so they haven't announced season three yet, but they can't not do season three, right? Surely, surely ratings are high enough for them to do season three. I um. Yeah, and it's got such good reviews, and actors are dying to be in it. So you, you think that's yeah, yeah, everything's sure. going towards it. Um, I, I I have to imagine they're doing season three. They just haven't announced it yet. That's all. Yeah, and maybe with the whole strike and stuff going on, they might 
That's true. Be holding off doing anything. That yeah. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also just wanted to quick shout out. I didn't know these people, but I knew through the way that the episode was shot that there were some cameos from like actual chefs in the episodes, mm. especially when Sydney's going around and learning some things and, you know, restaurants are closing and reopening. And I just thought that was really cool. Like people who are super foodies, like more than Nicholas Holt level foodies. Um, <laughs> would would pick up on mm. them and that's really cool that they they got real people involved in this like again the thing with maddie madison like it just feels much more authentic having having real people involved what did you think of the the style this season the filming style of having these really really close-up shots like no headroom given you know it's not tops of shoulders like we're taught in film school it, it's like a almost distorted image of like a cheek and it's particularly um, overused, I think, perhaps with Claire. The DOP was in love with her and her face. Do you remember having those weird close-ups in season one? Was that a stylistic choice for this season? Do you I think season one was pushing the, the boundaries of what you normally see. Yeah. In in film or in TV shows, mm-hmm. I think it was they they went went along with it a bit further in this season. Okay. Um. And again, I think that is the Claire stuff is probably because we are seeing her through Carmi's eyes. She is this, you know, beautiful girl who's walked into his life to make things better. And in that first scene in the in the like shopping center or shopping grocery store, whatever it is, they are like really close and sort of deep into each other's eyes. Nothing else matters. It's just her. It's that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think over the whole season, it works because it's consistent. Like. Yeah, yeah. The visual style works. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it like it's a flaw or inconsistent at all. I, I was just, it just took me a minute to be like, can I just have some breathing room from this person's pause? Thank you so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Should we head over to Twitter Corner? It's only a short one today. All right. What have you backed up in the corner this time? Every episode, the, the, metaphor changes. Am I sweeping things into a corner? Are we turning a corner? Are we backing into a corner? Is it all of these things? Um, someone said, one thing I very much like about the bear is that the guy who makes it clearly shares my taste in music very closely and uses the show to shoehorn songs in whenever he can. Appropriateness be damned. <laughs> I um, I did really like the sort of, there was like almost a late 80s, early 90s feel. Mm. Like the beginning of The Fugitive or like Top Gun. Where there's like this song mm. playing in the background and we're walking through the streets and there's like steam coming out and... That was like cool. When I just thought it was a cool. I think the music is, is so interesting how it's used. The choice of the actual songs. Yes. Definitely. But also the way that it's played under so many different scenes that connects them. Mm, so it's not like you're watching one, not watching like three or four different different scenes. You're actually watching a sort of montage sort of aspect. Mm-hmm. I think it adds a lot to the thought, especially that first episode. I think there are a lot of scenes where we're like, getting so much information but with sort of like a music video almost yes yeah um there's a clip of kami being stuck in the freezer when sydney and richie are talking about what they're going to do and all kami's saying is get sid get sid because you know he thinks she's going to fix everything like she has done for the whole season um this person said everybody but sydney checking on him and talking to him throughout through the freezer it's what he deserves Mm -hmm. yikes yeah but he definitely took it for granted didn't he Yep. 
Yeah, that was like, sorry, that tweet that you said about, I like the bear a lot, but if I lived in Chicago and my local sandwich place got replaced mm. by a restaurant, we pay $37 for a plate with two bites of fish and a drizzle of sauce. I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it for Twitter Corner this week. Small one. Well, there you go. It's a terrific show. Mm-hmm. If you've come this far and haven't seen any of it, the experience will be different, but definitely go back and watch it all. Mm-hmm. I'm very keen to see what happens next. Um, it's just a, a great alchemy, this show, isn't it? Yeah. Performers on the top of the game, you know, the writing and, and directing is so strong, the production design. It's doing um, some interesting things as well and tackling things we haven't really mm-hmm. seen before, like, um, oh, which reminds me, we need to figure out how to buy Boiling Point. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Just adding something to our personal to-do list. Um, yeah, maybe want to rewatch it. Mm. We covered that a, mm, last year, months ago. Part of the British Film Festival, I think. Whenever that was. I think longer than that, but yeah, a while ago. Yeah, there's been some interesting um, shows responding to the sort of MasterChef kitchen nightmares, you know, mm. age. And the, the the fine dining phenomenon that has happened over the last little bit. Do you think it's also like we're in a sort of era of storytelling where we're you know eat the rich, taking down bureaucracy sort of stuff, and so we're sort of fine dining's the next sort of thing that we're trying to dismantle and take down, like when they're just being wanky for no reason, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Rating time. Four point seven five. I just felt a bit distracted in the episode with Marcus and some of the stuff with Tina. I just wanted to get back to the actual show, but wow. pretty perfect. Wow. Interesting you'd say that. Five stars for me. So it was perfect and there was nothing you would change, right? Nothing. Nothing I would change. Not even the bit where Richie's asking about purpose? My outfit, actually. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Drives me nuts, everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, we did do the first season last year when it came out. Did a review on that, so you could find that on our feed. Um, what's coming up next, Sine? We, we, what's, what's in our radar? Turtles, maybe? Sometime soon? Turtles. We're currently watching The Summer I Turned Pretty. Oh, yeah. Season two. Mm-hmm. What else are we watching? Don't know. What else is coming out? Are there movies coming out or are we hitting a dead zone? I think that that's it. They finished off movies and so we've just got to go back and watch the ones that are already out. Okay. Last. <laughs> no, Theatre Camp starring um, Molly Gordon and yes. Ayo Edibiri is going to be great. It's so. great. And Bottom. She's got the hardest working agent in Hollywood, honestly. She's in everything sure at does. the moment. All right, we'll keep your eyes peeled for those, or your ears peeled, mm-hmm. given it's a podcast. <laughs> Follow us on, on Twitter, still around probably, and anything else you want to say, Sunday? Go have, have a nice meal. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, I will. Nice. All right. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Bear. See you next time. Goodbye. Bye. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.